everyone. Welcome back to This Is Not About Your Body. I'm your host, Jesse Neeland. And today I want to talk about a very new year, new you kind of topic. Uh, the fact that everybody around this time of year is being inundated with uh, content about health and fitness goals, resolutions, and like how to get healthy for the upcoming year. And <laughs> unfortunately, most of that is coming through the lens of like diet culture and just absolute garbage about uh, how you should change your body, the shape, the size, the appearance to become your healthiest and best you ever. All of that is garbage and BS and we're not even going to touch that here today uh, because you know how I feel about all of that. But we are going to talk about uh, the the genuine and, and, and like really uh, healthy desire to make an impact on ourselves and our lives by improving our health. And this time of year, you know, it's a great time to check in what worked well for you last year. What are you happy about, you know, last year? What are you disappointed by last year? What did not work well? And what do you want for the upcoming year? Like, it's a, just a great time uh, to check in on that stuff and sort of set some intentions or goals for the upcoming year. And unfortunately, given the pandemic and everything, um, I would say most people right now seem to be pretty uncomfortable with where they're at uh, both mental and physical health-wise right now. And, you know, there's so many reasons for that. And it's absolutely like a way bigger topic uh, to talk about, you know, how we kind of got here. But I just want to talk about the fact that so many people right now are feeling like they would like to improve their health, right? Like they feel sluggish. They feel out of shape. They feel... Um, like they are overusing certain coping mechanisms to get by and uh, underusing other ones, you know, like a lot of people are, are a lot of my clients anyways, are telling me that they, they would like to get back into exercise, not necessarily to change the shape or size of their body, but just because they, they haven't in years, they haven't had a consistent exercise routine and they remember feeling good when they did, you know, uh, and likewise with other, you know, health promoting habits, like, drinking more water, meditating more, uh, eating more, you know, produce, fruits and veggies. Like there's a lot of stuff that people have kind of gotten away from as they have needed to just like focus on survival and cope the last couple of years. And also some things that maybe they've never actually implemented, but are very aware would be good for them. Like, you know, drinking less or, uh, yeah, you know, really allowing their less healthy coping mechanisms to be replaced by something healthier, like going for a walk every morning or uh, getting off screen time quite as much. Like all of these things that people are focused on, those are genuine and authentic impulses to feel better and they should be honored. But unfortunately, because of the conversation in the health and fitness industry, it's actually pretty difficult to have that kind of nuanced conversation because so much of what's out there is uh, it's just about weight loss or it's just about aesthetics or it's like this really, um, you know, sort of fear mongering view of wellness, you know, like you have to make these dramatic, drastic changes like you can't drink caffeine or eat um you know, I, I don't even know what the trendy stuff is. Keto, right? Like there's just stuff out there that's like, this is how you get healthy. This is the key to health. And it's all very sensational and it's all very dramatic. And there is no nuance in it for just saying like, oh, I noticed that such and such makes me feel better or worse. I'm going to make some changes in that. Instead, it's like you have to throw everything out the door. 
uh, or out the window and just start over with this brand new, fancy, um, updated wellness plan. And that, unfortunately, plays right into diet culture, right into insecurities, uh, right into like obsessive thought patterns around health and fitness. And it is not helpful. Sinner a body it looks like, feels like, whatever, like that is probably going to be something that has a lot of uh, downsides, you know, like a lot of negative thought patterns around self-worth, body image, mental health. Like it's just probably not going to be uh, super sustainable, super healthy for most people. Um, But what is healthy is taking stock of what makes you feel good and bad and making changes towards that. So Uh, What I want to talk about today is basically how to set sustainable, genuinely healthy, like healthy for your, you know, body and mind, uh, health and fitness goals that will not make your body image worse and will not make your self-worth worse and will not make your mental health worse. And obviously this is a little bit different for everybody because maybe you're in a really healthy mental place and you can totally just decide to get in shape following, you know, some workout plan that you found on the internet or, you know, hiring a trainer or joining CrossFit or going to cardio dance classes. Like there's all kinds of ways that this can look for different people. But in general, that stuff is wrapped up in like the package that is health and fitness industry bullshit. So if your goal is to feel better and get healthier this year, then it is probably worth considering how to do that without messing those things up, without making a kind of backslide, as it were, around mental health and or body image um, and confidence in who you are. Because a lot of those habits will put you right back in the worst kind of uh, behaviors, thoughts, feelings, and patterns around like earning your worth, um, you know, basically trying to conform to conventional beauty and body ideals, uh, really trying to like prove that you're good enough. All that stuff is so bad for you in the long run. Like it really uh, is not actually healthier ultimately because our mental health impacts our physical health. So like if your goal is to get healthy, you can't really just start a workout program that's going to make you feel like shit about yourself. You know, like that can't be it because that is not healthy, nor is it sustainable um, because it ultimately leads to more stress, which leads to more inflammation in the body, et cetera, et cetera. Like it's just not actually healthier. So if your goal is genuinely health, you have to be thinking about it from a place of really body neutrality. How can you move towards something that actually feels better to you without letting yourself fall into those patterns of this is required, this is mandatory, this is um, this is going to be like something that makes you more high status and therefore more worthy. Like all that stuff has to be disentangled from the actual changes that you want to make to feel better in order for it to be like truly healthy for you and truly sustainable. So a few things that I find myself doing with clients around this is uh, to focus on redefining health because uh, the whole health and wellness industry and the fitness industry and everything, like it is so obsessed with defining health exclusively by physical health, which is just not how bodies and brains work. Like they're connected. Mental health and physical health are all health. One impacts the other. If you have really bad body image and low self-worth, but you exercise every day and eat like super 
uh, nutrient-dense foods, you're not necessarily going to have a healthier body than someone who, you know, maybe exercises sometimes and eats whatever, but like has a great healthy sense of self and, you know, is body neutral. Because the impact of all of those negative thoughts and feelings and everything is stress on the body. It is all health. So we just have to like redefine it, uh, really understand that you can't get physically healthy at the cost of mental health and still call it health. We just can't. So health is got to be holistic. And by that, I just mean including mental health, emotional health, all of it. It also has to be context dependent, which means like if you, let's say you exercise every morning from a place of shame, it's not necessarily healthy, right? It's not that exercise is healthy or unhealthy necessarily. It's context dependent. Where is it coming from? What does that look like for you? If you have a broken leg, it's not healthy to go for a run. If you don't have a broken leg, it might be. It all just depends. And also, how do you feel about running? What's your experience? Why are you running? Those things also impact the overall um, health-promoting amount or health-reducing amount of an activity. So for that reason, we also have to consider context. And that's true with food. That's true with exercise. Um, you know, it really just depends. If you, I don't know, have trauma around eating vegetables, then it might not actually be healthy for you to make yourself eat a bunch of vegetables because you would be triggering a bunch of stuff that needs it, it needs uh, healing and it doesn't feel safe or good. So like we have to take into account all context surrounding any behaviors that we think of as healthy or unhealthy. Likewise, like if you have an eating disorder and you're in recovery, the healthiest thing you can do is eat the stuff that you're afraid of, like Pop-Tarts and ice cream, like learning to eat the things that you have gotten rid of for so long from a place of disorder and re-including them and reintegrating them into your life so that you can overcome that fear, like that is healthy, even though they may be very low in, you know, micronutrients, for example, uh, that's okay because overall the context in that situation makes eating Pop-Tarts and ice cream healthy. So I just want us to like throw away this whole idea that there is like a rule, uh, a sort of objective rule for what is or isn't healthy. Many health-promoting behaviors can actually uh, be unhealthy in certain circumstances and vice versa. So when you think about what one what kind of behaviors you want to include more of or less of to feel better, make sure that you are really taking into account your whole context, your whole situation, how you think and feel, your physical health, your mental health, your emotional health. All of it has to be considered when you're looking at how to, quote unquote, get healthier. Likewise, um, you know, it may be healthier to like gain weight by taking antidepressants if you're in a place where that is the thing that is going to boost your health the most. Not lose weight and go off antidepressants if that is going to like have a really negative impact on you. Um, you know, these are things that we have to take into account. And, and in order to do that, we have to have a much more nuanced and honest conversation about what health means and... Um, I would say like really allow ourselves to re-examine these behaviors that we have for so long put into like a moral binary of like this is good, this is bad, this is healthy, this is unhealthy. So that's a huge one. And then after that, you know, if you're setting goals for yourself, I think it's okay to set um, goals for how you want to feel, although 
generally speaking, we can't necessarily control how we want to feel. So it's probably a little better for most people to set process-based goals versus outcome-based goals. So let's say you want to feel more energized, right? You could totally just make that your goal. You could say, I want to feel more energized. And then you could come up with some ways that are going to help you do that. Like I'd like to get to bed earlier, spend less time on screens, do a little, you know, five minute meditation every morning and um, exercise, you know, uh, go for a walk or get some exercise in the evenings. I don't know. So you could do it that way. But for most people, it it's just a little bit disempowering to set a, an outcome-based goal because you can't necessarily make yourself get there. Like you can't necessarily just force yourself to feel more energized. You know, you might do everything right and still feel really exhausted. Maybe there's some underlying reason for your exhaustion that you would have to like uncover after a while, but like that is very possible you could just feel sluggish for months as you incorporate all these health-promoting habits and still feel tired. So uh, I think it just ends up making us feel like failures and ends up making us quit and just like get really down on ourselves and unmotivated to focus on the outcome if that outcome is not something that is like absolutely in our control versus the process-based goal of you know, really focusing on the behaviors. Like I'd like to uh, cut down on screen time by this percentage or this amount or limit it to this amount. Um, Go to bed by 10.30 every night. uh, Do the five minute meditation most mornings. Like those are things you can control. Those are all choices you can make on a daily basis so that you're actually in control of whether or not your goal gets hit. Because a process-based goal is always in your control. And even if you did all those things, I mean, you would probably feel better, right? Like you probably would, but you might not. And if you didn't, you still would have succeeded. Even if you were still feeling really sluggish and tired after implementing all of these behaviors for several months, you would still feel like you had succeeded because you set out to do a thing and you did that thing. It was within your control. So that gives you just automatic, like more motivation, more feelings of uh, positive self-image, like has a way healthier effect on you to, to focus on goals that way. But also it would give you a lot more of an objective way of checking in if you didn't feel better, you know, to be able to look at all that stuff and say, okay, well, I made a lot of changes that I thought were going to make me feel more energized or, you know, elevate my mood or, uh, you know, whatever it is but it didn't work. I wonder what else is going on because now you can say, maybe I need to see like a doctor, a specialist, get my thyroid checked, get my testosterone checked. Like if it's not about this, maybe it's about that. You know, you would be able to do a lot more objective um, sort of seeking of health related data because you would have already taken care of the stuff that you thought was leading to your low energy in the first place. So not only does it just make us feel better about ourselves and keep us motivated and really allow us to stay the course on our health-promoting behavior choices, uh, but it also gives us a much more accurate sense of ourselves, our health, and our bodies in the long run, a much more objective and body-neutral sense of our health. So all of that is why I would recommend I would recommend doing process-based goals rather than outcome-based goals. That said, you could choose a goal. I know a lot of clients really, really love to choose goals that are more like, I want more blank in my life. And that is a little bit of an outcome-based goal, but it's also something you can kind of focus on the the process as well. So if, for example, you want more, more joy, more fun, more play, more adventure, 
you can say those things and then come up with a plan for getting there. You know, maybe on weekends you you look up, you research like outdoor adventures and you kind of sign up for things and you make it a, a real priority to be seeking out joy, fun, play, adventure, whatever. Uh, if it's peace, you know, inner peace, maybe you're focused on learning about mindfulness and practicing and meditating and getting into nature more and having more quiet time, like whatever it is that you want more of in your life, you can probably turn that into a process-based goal as well. Um, if your goal is just to be healthier in general, and it's not really about having more something specific or you don't have like a specific marker for that, I would focus just on the habits that you want to implement. Again, whether that means like you wear more sunscreen, you get off screens, you drink more water, um, you exercise more, whatever it is, you make a plan to do those things rather than just saying, I want my health to get better. Because that's a really vague and hard to measure um, outcome-based goal, you know, be healthier. Um, another thing that you can do is to focus on performance goals versus uh, any of the stuff that's going to like take over for weight or aesthetics. So a performance-based goal would be like, uh, I want to be able to do a pull-up. And in order to get to a place where you could do a pull-up based on, I don't know, where you are now, but like you would probably need to train a particular way and really stay committed to a certain amount of like resistance training, strength training kind of work. And let's say that you made an outcome-based goal that was, I want to be able to do one pull-up. You would immediately have to break that down into, here's how I get there, and then focus on the process. Uh, you know, I want to train upper body twice a week, lower body and core one day a week. So I'm going to be like three days a week at the gym doing the strength training program. Maybe I'm going to look up, you know, something on the internet that, that tells me like how to get your first pull up and sort of follow these rules, Wh whatever it is. This is not necessarily going to be for everybody. In fact, I think because it is an outcome based goal, it can be disempowering as well. Like if you really want to get a pull up, but you work for six months and you still can't, uh, you might feel really down on all of that amazing work you did to get stronger and healthier and whatever it is, you might actually end up feeling like a failure anyway. So this is one of the reasons I don't necessarily recommend this for everybody, especially if you're particularly vulnerable to feeling, uh, to, to sort of taking your self-worth from performance. That's definitely not a good place uh, to be. So I would say if you know that about yourself or you know you're really sensitive to this stuff, just choose a process-based goal and like don't even worry about this. But for some people, it's really motivating, especially when their goal is something about fitness or exercise is like to choose a performance-based goal. Like I want to be able to run a 5K, you know, that can be a fun and motivating driver because you know you have to train for it. And so then you focus on the training part. It can sort of be process and outcome-based all rolled up together. And it can be fun and empowering to be like, yeah, I couldn't run, you know, even a half a mile before and now I can run a 5K. I worked really hard. I saw that progress. I'm proud of myself. Um, likewise, with any other performance-based goal, whether that's like I want to be able to improve my balance. So I'm going to stand on one foot and like practice these sort of balancey drills every day, or I want to improve my mobility. So I'm going to do these little warm up drills in the evening or the morning so that I'm like improving hip and ankle mobility. I mean, you can set these goals for yourself if that's a thing that feels really important and exciting and motivating to you, but you still have to break it down into the daily habits and, and behaviors. So ultimately it is still something where you're focused on what do I do today? 
how do I, you know, you, you sort of have a general sense of where you're going, but it's like literally the choices you make day by day that are going to get you there. And that's what you can focus on. And that can feel really good. Um, but yeah, so these are all ways of setting goals for your health and body that have nothing to do with weight, nothing to do with how you look, nothing to do with like society's ideas of a good person or even a healthy person. These are all super personal, but you really have to make it personal. You really have to check in with yourself about what matters to you. Like what would be fun if you want more um, adventure in your life? You know, maybe you never have to go to a gym. Maybe you just want to exercise outdoors and not even think of it as exercise you just want to like uh you know go on backpacking trips or kayaking trips or you know whatever it is like that can be how you um organize your whole plan around the behaviors that are going to move you towards being healthier it really does not have to look like working out it doesn't have to involve the gym it can just be living your life in a way that feels better for you and in fact, I would say that's most likely going to be, especially if it's a, a type of movement that you really enjoy, um, that feels fun or exciting, like that it really sparks uh, some kind of satisfaction for you. Or if you're learning a skill like um, ballroom dancing or rock climbing, these are ways that a lot of people are going to be more likely to actually stick to their plan, which is kind of the whole point, right? Like we're not trying to get healthy for a few months. The goal of getting healthier is feeling better and we're looking for that to be sustainable most of the time anyway. Um, so having like a sustainable type of habit and behavior that improves your health is ideal. And the way that we make it sustainable is we enjoy it. We find a way for it to be fun in the moment, to be um, inherently satisfying so that it's an intrinsic motivation, meaning it like comes from inside us. We just want to do it as opposed to extrinsic motivation, which is like we're craving the external reward of, you know, validation or approval or looking a certain way or, or weighing a certain amount. Like those are external things. And they require a lot of like motivation via shaming and guilt and all kinds of just really unhealthy habits, um, unhealthy behaviors and unhealthy thought patterns. So if you're looking to improve your health, definitely consider what would actually feel um, sustainable and exciting or fun or rewarding just for its own sake as you do it, not for the outcome's sake, not for the sake of achieving something on the other side, but rather achieving something in the moment bit by bit. Uh yeah. And then also everything you decide not to do, I would just recommend letting go. This is another thing. Like so many clients tell me, okay, well, what I need to do is drink more water, meditate more, exercise more, eat less sugar, cut caffeine, drink less. Like they, they have so many goals and things that they want to do to improve their health and feel better. And they try to tackle them all at once, which means basically they end up tackling nothing because it all falls apart. It's just too much. So I would also say just pick something that feels like a good way to improve your life right now and spend the next couple of months finding a way to make it sustainable and organic. Finding a way to internalize that as a part of your identity and a part of your innate motivation because it's just satisfying. Um, so that might mean like if you drink less, maybe you go through like a month of sobriety that is just hard and it breaks a lot of patterns and it teaches you a lot about yourself and you read one of the you know, books like Sober Curious or Alcohol Lied to Me, which are two great books on um, drinking less and sort of like 
really re-examining our relationship to alcohol. That might be your whole month, like might just be that is a way to get healthier, right? And then after that, you decide, okay, do I want to reintegrate this? And if so, how? Um, Really considering what you learned and considering how you felt and seeing what that might look like or running little experiments and paying attention to how you feel. This is like, this could be, you know, half the year could just be re-examining your relationship to alcohol and finding a way of fitting it in your life or not fitting it in your life so that you feel healthier. That could be an amazing use of six months, right? Or or even more if you've really struggled with addiction or alcoholism. It could take a while, but that doesn't mean that just because you're focusing on that, you're not doing enough, right? Like you can also during that time uh, just totally give yourself permission to be dehydrated and not sleep enough and spend too much time on screens and eat too much sugar, like whatever, you're focused on one thing at a time, which means the rest of it just has to be okay. Let yourself be exactly where you are and only focus on one thing at a time so that you actually stand a chance of making these real improvements in the long term. Because if you try to tackle it all at once, the odds that any of it lasts or stays sustainable are really low. You know, so we're really looking for sustainability in health and improvement in how you feel. Then we want to make a lot of space uh, to do it slowly, to do it right, and to not force ourselves to tackle too many things at once. So um, for me, for example, I'm working on all kinds of things in my personal life. And when I think about the year that I want to have, I would like to be more mindful. That's like a big piece of uh, mental and emotional health for me and spiritual health as well. That's something that I'd like to to spend more time focused on and cultivating. So I am not going to worry about trying to exercise more. I will continue doing what I've been doing, which is like I exercise. Sometimes I go through little phases. Maybe I do a couple weeks where I'm like really uh, moving a lot. And then I do a couple weeks where I'm not moving hardly at all. And all of that is going to be okay. Because that's not my priority right now. That's not the number one most important thing to me and my health. Right now, what I want is to feel more embodied again, to feel more more um, present in every moment and to feel um, some of the stuff that I used to do around mindfulness that felt so good and healthy for me was like non-judgmentalness. Um, and I'd like to get back to those practices. I'd like to get back to a place where I am moving through the world being present, not looking for constant distractions and escapism, which is very much my coping um, behaviors tend to be escapism. And, you know, it's been a rough couple of years, right? Like mental health, pandemic. Um, I wrote a book. It was so stressful. Uh, you know, I moved and bought a house. Like there's been a lot going on that I, I have understandably coped by escaping more and more and more. So for me, that probably looks like watching less TV. It probably looks like being on my phone less. Um, it probably looks like returning to some of the um, teachings and practices that I felt connected to years ago um, around non-judgmentalness and acceptance of the moment and being present and mindfulness. So those are those are my priority. And everything else can fit into it or not, right? Like maybe I mindfully drink more water, but maybe I just don't worry about it. <laughs> and that has to be okay because I I genuinely believe this is the number one way for me to feel healthier if I were to focus on this all year, that I'd be in a really good position next year to focus on something else, you know? And maybe I'll change my mind. Uh, Maybe I'll just totally go a different direction this year. But uh, for right now, that's where I'm thinking that my year will sort of encompass um, 
the uh, the journey towards, uh, or rather back towards, a really present and um, sort of calm mind, inner a calm inner world, and a present and embodied inner world. So for me, that's it. And for you, you get to pick, right? Like you get to pick one thing, one habit that you want to um, implement differently or work towards or learn more about or tap back into, like whatever it is for you, uh, just pick the one thing that feels most impactful and then do it right and let everything else be fine. There's so much judgment in the health and fitness world that like if you're not um, you know, making all these changes, you're so unhealthy. It's so terrible. Like it's okay. It's okay. And it's also kind of necessary, even mandatory to let that be okay while you focus on one thing at a time. Now, you know yourself best, so I'm not going to tell you what to do. I just want to encourage you to allow yourself to think of your health and fitness goals right now uh, a little bit differently. You know, really let yourself make it personal, not be told, not be bossed around by, you know, all of the content right now about new year, new you. Like, don't let it fall into the category of diet culture. Don't let it, uh, don't let it be connected to your self-worth in any way. Just think about what would actually make you feel better. And then if you want to choose a goal to work towards, if possible, make it a process-based goal that you can feel empowered and good and successful at doing every single day that you make that choice. And if you want to have like a fun goal, like um, I'd like to have more um, play in my life or I'd like to have more uh, sensuality in my life or more adventure, by all means, like pick the thing that feels really innately satisfying and rewarding to you and then break that down into daily habits anyway. Um, figure out a way to make it process-based so that you are constantly succeeding at this goal rather than waiting to succeed until the end of this whole chunk of time that you're focused on it. Uh, all of that is going to be, for most people, the healthiest way to actually approach a health goal, to consider themselves holistically like mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, however you want to define health, make sure it includes all of you. And it does not shame you. It does not set you up to feel like a failure. It does not judge you for where you're at right now because that is all going to not be sustainable. That is all going to push you um, both into a less healthy headspace anyway, um, but also it's going to lead to a lot less likelihood of sustainability around these goals. So if you want it to last and you want it to genuinely be healthy, start with where I am is okay today and I want to make a change. Literally, acceptance, everybody thinks, oh, acceptance just means you're giving up. Acceptance is the absolute necessary starting point to make sustainable changes. So start with that. It is okay where you are today. It makes sense where you are today. Even if every single habit, you're like, I'm so unhealthy. Every habit needs improving. That's okay. It makes total sense that you got how you got to where you are today. And if you can just start with that as the baseline and say, okay, what would what would be one way for me to make myself feel significantly healthier or better in the next couple of months? And then how do I do that every day? Or how do I make a plan for that to be a process-based um behavioral based or choice based goal and then just do that bit by bit and let yourself really integrate the fact that that is who you are let it actually impact your sense of identity i'm a person who practices non-judgmentalness and presence right or i'm a person who goes on walks and stays 
uh, active. I'm a person who drinks water and meditates. I'm a person who whatever, like you have to allow whatever kind of behavioral changes you're making sink into how you see yourself over. I mean, this has to happen over a stretch of time. It's not going to happen in a couple of weeks. So make sure that however you go about trying to get healthier, you are also allowing it to just um, penetrate your identity. Really allow it to say, or allow yourself to say, this is the kind of person that I am now. You know, I've made this change and this is who I am now. Whew, and I think that's it. Uh, I hope that you're all setting really healthy goals for yourself this year and not getting pushed around by the trash diet culture health wellness industries that we know can lead to just the worst outcomes. So that would be my hope for you this year. And in order to help you with that, I have an ebook coming out on Friday. Uh, it is called Sustainable Movement, A Body Neutral Guide to Health and Fitness. And it is going to be, uh, it'll tackle all this stuff. It'll help you really set step-by-step, uh, step, you know, kind of walking you through the process of creating a body neutral relationship with movement and exercise in particular, and also setting body neutral goals and um, also learning how to actually uh, train if you if you are so <laughs> inclined to train your body to get to a specific kind of performance based um, or or health or fitness goal how to actually get there through training so I'm not giving anybody workouts or anything like that but I am um, offering you the tools and the insights and the concepts to create a training plan if that's what you want and the rest of the ebook is just about the sort of mindset aspect of approaching health and fitness from a place of body neutrality so even if you don't want to train um, the ebook will still be for you it's very long <laughs> it's like uh, well I don't know what it is now that it's formatted but it was like 70 pages uh, in my Google Doc so uh, that is available on my website starting Friday. You can buy that uh, ebook. And I highly recommend if this is an area that you're looking for support in, buy the ebook. If you want coaching in this area, you can always reach out to me on my website at um, jessineelan.com because this is one of the things I do. I help people really cultivate the kind of body neutral relationship to whatever they need uh, to apply it to. And health and fitness, especially around this time of year, is a huge one. Um, I do offer private coaching, uh, which is the the way that I'll do uh, coaching calls and Voxer support. And, um, you know, I offer resources and the whole thing like that. Uh, which is eight fifty a month, and then I also do offer a Voxer only coaching. Voxer being a voice memo and text app um, for just one seventy five a month. So there are options um, for different levels of what kind of support you're looking for. So by all means, if you're looking for that, you can find me at jessineeland.com uh, or reach out to me, DM me on Instagram at jessineeland, and. Uh, that is it. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm happy to have my podcast back for season two. Uh, welcome back, everyone. It's going to be a good year. Uh, that's it. Thank you for listening, and I'll catch you next week. Bye.